Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to help ambitious small business owners achieve extreme business growth through raising their game. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Join me every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for personal development, entrepreneurial development and business growth content. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, so today we are following on a bit of a theme this week from Monday's episode. And what we're looking at here is making more money by being more selective with your customers. In other words, you need to start saying no to certain customers and you need to be attracting other customers in order to have the business growth and to achieve the monetary outcomes that you want for your business. This can be terrifying for the small business owner who doesn't want to lose out or miss out on some of the work they're currently doing. So again, I said this last time and I'll say this again, you can be as aggressive with these strategies as you want, or you can tentatively move forward, like run them as a project in the background where you slowly move from one version of your business or one version of your offering into another, where you create a new version of your business over time, maybe rather than just ditching what you're currently doing and then trying to start from scratch in something else. You can be as aggressive or as tentative as you want, but you don't want to ignore these strategies because they are going to help you get you where you want to get to as an ambitious business owner. So saying no to customers I know can be difficult. In fact, it's one of the things I've realized at success groups and over the years, it tends to be between three and six months of people becoming a member of ours where their greatest achievement for that period has been saying, no to a customer, rejecting a client or pushing them back or sacking a potential client that they, they have. And it's when your confidence and your self-esteem and your self-assuredness is at such a level that you know who you are, you know what you do, you know who you want to work with, you don't need to work with absolutely everybody, that actually, you know what, you get to set out your stall and work with who you want to work with. And they're going to be the customers that are going to make you look good. They're the customers that you're going to enjoy working with, enjoy serving. And they're the ones that are going to pay you what you are worth. So let's have a look at this right now. Okay. So there's a couple of things I want to go through. The first one is this. Number one, you want to pick a client base, a a type of client, an avatar, if you like, that actually appreciates what it is that you do. So I work with a number of recruitment consultants and accountants, for example, and the truth of the matter is not all of the market out there really appreciates what they do. Many people don't think that recruiters work very hard for the money they charge. I used to be a recruitment consultant. I had my own recruitment business for a while, and I can contest that all day long, and I can sell against that notion all day long. However, it doesn't stop it being a general feeling out there that many businesses that are hiring right now 
don't particularly value recruitment services or recruiters. Well, if that's the case, there's no surprising, therefore, that these same customers probably aren't going to be paying decent fees or certainly not paying top fees for that service. So if you're a recruiter and the majority of your client base actually doesn't really even appreciate what it is you do as a recruiter, of course, you're going to struggle to charge your worth. Of course, you're never going to be able to charge top whack for what it is that you do. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to ask yourself, who is it out there that actually really genuinely appreciates what it is I'm offering or what it is that I sell? Who is that? See, if I might have a phone, right, an Apple phone that's, you know, 1,500, 1,600 pounds, whatever it might be, that's only going to be worth 1,500, 1,600 pounds to someone that really appreciates and values that level of technology or appreciates and values having the state of the art phone or the latest phone or the best phone. It just makes sense. It's the same as when uh, going first class, for example, you're never going to sell a first class ticket to an economy passenger. So somebody who's got an economy mindset, someone that just says, well, this seat will get me there and everything else. They don't care that you're going to get better champagne, better whiskey, you're going to get a better bed. Yeah, they can appreciate that it would be nice to be up there, but they're never going to not pay 500 pound and suddenly pay £5,000. So if you were sitting there constantly trying to target £500 clients with a £5,000 product, and they don't even really truly appreciate why that £5,000 product is worth £5,000, oh my God, you know, you're not going to be able to sell that product to them. What you end up doing is selling a more generalist product at a more generalist kind of price. This makes sense? So target your customer base, target your niche, if you like, following on from Monday's Uh, episode where we were looking at those kind of two niching statements about positioning yourself and positioning yourself in your marketplace and really nailing that. I want you to then also think about a client base that truly appreciates what it is that you do. The second part of this is if possible, find a client base where what you do is absolutely mission critical to what it is that they do or the outcome that they are creating. So for example, Let's say I produce bolts, right? Simple bolts, okay? Nuts and bolts. But my nuts and bolts of the highest caliber, okay? They're like, they're, they're 20 times, 10 times, 100 times better than all your mainstream bolts, okay? I take great pride in the precision of these bolts and everything else, okay? But I'm only selling these bolts to people that are fixing a manifold to the back of a washing machine. And if my bolt was to fail the worst that would happen is some water would fall out on the floor, okay? So it's not ideal, but a bolt that was a fraction of the price would also do the same job. And whilst it might fail more than my bolt, it's not really a big deal in the big scheme of things. Therefore, when I'm putting my washing machine together, if I'm making the great washing machines, then whilst I need a good quality bolt, I don't need the best bolt in the market. That's completely overkill. Therefore, I don't appreciate your bolt or my bolt. Therefore, I, I can get a nut and bolt for 20p. Therefore, I'm going to pay 20p for a nut and bolt. The fact that you're trying to charge 20 quid for a nut and bolt because yours is the best bolt in the world doesn't really matter. I don't appreciate that bolt because it doesn't really affect what it is I'm working on. It doesn't really impact my outcome. 
Let's imagine now I am procuring nuts and bolts for whatever the next thing to the space shuttle is, right? Whatever comes after the space shuttle, right? So they're building space shuttle version 2.0. NASA comes to me or whoever gets the contract comes to me and they're saying, I need the best bolt in the world. And you look at it and say, there's a 20p bolt here that goes in the back of washing machines. And you know what? It will probably be okay most of the time. But when it does fail, it's catastrophic. You're going to lose the space shuttle, millions and millions of pounds. You're going to lose all the lives on board. On top of that, you've got all of the fallout from the media. You've got all the negative PR. You've got all these things going on, okay? Plus the fact that you, Mr. Procurement person, it's going to land in your lap because you bought a 20p bolt that was up to the job of keeping a manifold on a washing machine and you stuck it on the space shuttle. Therefore, you want my bolts, okay? And my bolts are 200 pounds each. Does this make sense? You are going to be worth so much more when the product or the service that you offer is mission critical to your client. So if your client, if it's a a, a client that wants to make a lot of money, right, and their number one goal in their business or in their life is they want to create wealth, and you have a product or a service that is absolutely integral to that process or to that outcome, that client is going to pay way more money for what you do than the person where making some money is fifth in the list, sixth in the list. Wouldn't it be nice if I could make that happen? Make sense? So I want you to do the work right now, okay? The work right now is really simple. You probably have these people in your Rolodex right now. You probably have these people in your contacts list right now. You may even have these people as clients right now. These are the clients that truly appreciate, respect what it is you do for them, And what you do for them is so important for what it is that they are trying to deliver. It could be what they're trying to deliver to their customer, or it could be what it is they're trying to create for themselves. So again, don't just listen to this. I appreciate you might be in the gym, you might be in the car, you might be running and walking. And as always, I really appreciate being on that journey with you. If you are in motion right now, then obviously you do not start writing things down. Um, But yeah, definitely make a mental note right now. Don't just let this podcast go in one ear, out the other ear. Do something with the information that I'm giving you here because it really will impact the quality of your business. It really will impact what it is you're able to charge. It will impact the growth of your business overall. So I want you to do this. If you are sitting down, you're sitting comfortably, get your phone out, get a pen out, whatever it might be, make some notes right now, okay? Who in your Rolodex right now? Who are the clients you currently serve that fit this criteria? Who are they that fit this criteria? Because I'm telling you now, okay, they would pay more for what you are currently offering them. If they appreciate and value what it is that you do for them, and what you do for them is mission critical or at least significant in them achieving their own outcomes, their own objectives, their own goals, then they would pay more than they're currently paying you. And I'm willing to bet that these particular, this demographic of your current client base is probably paying you the same as everybody else that you're currently serving that doesn't really truly appreciate what you do or value what you do, and certainly what you do isn't mission critical for them. Does this make sense? And of course, it would be, it might feel... It may even be dishonest to sell that nut and bolt for 20p to the washing company, the, you know, the, the company making the washing machines, and then sell it for 200 quid, the same bolt, to NASA or to whoever's making the next space shuttle. That may feel dishonest, and it may even be dishonest if I'm honest, okay? What you want to do is really simple, is you realize that your product 
serves the space shuttle better than it serves the washing machine company. And therefore, you're going to go all in and serve that kind of market. Your bolts are going to be used on oil rigs. They're going to be used in air, aircraft and aviation. They're going to be used in mission critical things that if a bolt was to fail, it would be cataclysmic as an outcome for whoever it is that is procuring your service or your product. Does this make sense? So this goes really does go hand in hand. There's a theme there this week with the content. It does go hand in hand with Monday's session. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode, you must go and do that. I'll drop the link in the uh, description below. You want to make sure you go and check out that previous episode because they do go hand in hand. Okay, so you've got someone that values and appreciates what you do as a minimum, ideally where you're mission critical to their core objectives, their core outcomes. Another example I'll share with you, right? We've got a client that uh, we are currently working with in one of our masterminds, and he's got a successful business, um, and he's a videographer, right? He produces really good high-end quality videos, um, and he delivers these videos into bigger companies, not huge like blue chips, but into bigger companies, and the problem he faces is that his video, whilst it's a significant part of the overall project, it's not the mission critical part of the project. Now, he would defend this all day long and say, absolutely, what he does is so important because even if they get everything else right in their marketing, these marketing departments, if the video ultimately isn't right, he could make or break that campaign, okay? And he's right, by the way, he is. However, his client doesn't truly appreciate or value that to be true. And therefore, whilst he's charging a decent amount of money because he's a high caliber guy giving high caliber product, he's not charging top end prices fundamentally because the customer, the client he works with typically doesn't truly value it. And certainly it's not mission critical as they see it to their objectives and their outcomes. Now he has two choices, by the way, and we're talking about this just the other day. Obviously, he needs to either A, find a better client, inverted commas, right? Better client that really does appreciate and who it is mission critical for, or he needs to do a better job of positioning his product in that project so that whilst it's only a small percentage of the budget, it is like the bolt. You know, that bolt that's worth 200 quid, right? So even if it is 200 pound bolt, yes, that bolt might be expensive as a bolt, but in the big picture of a space shuttle, it is it's no money at all. It's insignificant. Therefore, it's so important that the bolt company, right, sells to NASA the importance of why they should be using this bolt and the uh, the catastrophe that would be if they got any other bolt that might unfortunately fail. Does this make sense? It's kind of like the job of the business owner, the job of the salesperson to sell that concept to their client base. So of course, one of his challenges, the minimum challenge he has, and he must definitely take this on if he wants to maintain working in this particular field and doing the work that he's doing, he has to get better at communicating with his clients that his little bit, whilst it feels like a little bit in the big scheme of things, if his little bit should fail, then the whole fucking thing fails and that would be disastrous. So let's say it's a hundred grand budget and he's got like a few thousand pounds worth of that for what he's doing and it might only be 3%, okay, of the overall budget, but the bottom line is really simple. If that 3% fails, then the other 97% fails. Suddenly, you can see the significance of that one bit. Suddenly, the appreciation for that part goes up, the value for that goes up, and therefore, so should his prices. Does this make sense? The other thing, of course, is to say this market is never going to value what I do. It's never going to be mission critical 
or even if it is, they're never going to see it as mission critical. And therefore, I'm literally banging my head against that uh, fence post. And therefore, I need to start looking for a better client base that does. So the question to you is really simple. Okay, I keep saying this. Who is it you're currently serving that really does appreciate what it is that you're doing, value what you're doing, where you're mission critical? Could you get more of those? Where are those people? We'll talk about that in just a little bit. A little bit. Or how do you take your current businesses that you work with that maybe you are significant important to their outcome, but you're not getting the appreciation, but you need to sell them on just how important your bit is? Make sense? Yeah? Two things. Change the market that you're working and you're serving or educate the market and you're serving into the significance and importance of what it is that you're doing. Okay, the last little story I want to share with you actually was another client of ours, Mastermind, and she does AdWords. I was talking about AdWords, funny enough, for whatever reason, in uh, Monday's episode, but AdWords. And uh, what's really interesting is she was an AdWords, she is an AdWords trainer, and uh, she's certainly an expert at this, right? And she was sought out by this particular company that had a very large AdWords spend, and it wasn't working. And they wanted to get her in as a consultant, okay? It's not kind of the work she does. She does other sort of stuff. But they wanted to get her in as a consultant to troubleshoot their AdWord campaigns and make their AdWord campaigns better and work stronger, right? She came to us and she said, I don't know how much to charge for this. I don't know how to position this. They've come to me. So number one, of course, I've said to her straight away, going back on what was about on Monday, they've come to her saying, we need help. Well, they've come to her because she's obviously the person that they know can help her. That makes her expensive anyway, should make her expensive for sure, right? Because why didn't they call any of the other 10,000 AdWords specialists that you can find on LinkedIn right now? They came to her because they value her already. So obviously she should be pretty expensive anyway because of that. The second thing I asked her was, What's the what's the spend? What are they spending on AdWords, right? Because their AdWords is failing. They want you to come in and fix it. What is their AdWords spend? And she said a million pound. I'm like, why not loud? That is a lot of AdWords spend. A million pound an ad. She went, yeah, a month. So this particular company, right, was spending a million pounds a month on AdWords. A million pounds per month on AdWords. And it wasn't working. So it's costing them like a million pounds a month, wasted money on AdWords. How much are you worth if you're the person that fixes that? Does it matter that you do it in a day, a week, you did it in one phone call or one tweak? Does it matter, right? Does it matter if you were the most expensive AdWords consultant on the planet, right? Would it matter if you are pissing a million pounds a month away because something isn't working? So we went back to her and said, you need to be very expensive, okay? Very expensive. They've come to you, number one. And number two, the price of them getting it wrong is so astronomical that the value you offer by getting it right for them is, is, is insane, okay? It's insane. So again, keep thinking for yourself, okay? Value, who, who, who values what you do who appreciates what you do, where you mission critical. I'd say getting their AdWords spend right was mission critical. I don't know how much this company has to throw away and piss away, but a million pounds a month not working is a lot of money for any business, okay? So here we go. I want you to do the work right now. I don't want you just to listen to this stuff and just think, hmm, why stuff, George? Thank you for that. I appreciate the knowledge. No, do something with the knowledge. Implement this knowledge. So I want you to ask yourself these questions, okay? Who is it you serve right now? who fits into this category. 
what type of client, what type of business, what type of marketplace, right? Where this this you, this criteria is met. They value and appreciate what you're doing. What you're doing is significant, ideally mission critical to their outcomes and objectives. Okay. The next question is, right, is where will you find more of them? Okay. So where will you find these people? You've got one, maybe you've got 50 clients and one of the clients is this person. And you say, right, okay, so I need, you know, you want to double your prices, right? I want to double my prices. So if I can get another 24 of these, then I'm still making the same amount of money as I was making before, but with half the amount of time and effort, which means I've just doubled the capacity of my business. Makes sense? So if I get 50 clients, I'm now making twice as much money. If I've got half the clients, then I'm still breaking even. She's so saying, right, okay, Joy, I get it. I need 25 clients paying twice as much of what I'm currently earning right now. You might want to charge three times, four times, 10 times, whatever, like my bolt, you know? But just to start with even thinking two times, right? Double your prices right now, okay? Will you lose some clients? Of course you will. Guess who you're going to lose? The ones that don't appreciate what you do, don't value what you're doing with the ones where you're not mission critical. Any bolt will do, okay? Do not just raise your prices blanketly off the back of this podcast, by the way. There's absolute, uh, specific strategies you need to do to make it work without the uh, fallout. But just as a concept, you get the idea, right? You, you, you need 25 customers paying twice as much as you're currently getting with 50 customers, and then you're still making the same amount of money, and you've got a lot more scope, scope to grow your business, okay? And you can go four times, 10 times, and all this sort of stuff. You can. I've done it myself. You can do it yourself as well. You can massively raise your prices um, by getting this stuff right okay where are you going to find more of them how do you find them how are you going to get them how are you going to bring them in okay your marketing your sales etc you know it's okay saying like this is who they are this is where they are how am i going to get them in the door okay um and then I want you to think about this, right, which is going back to Monday's episode. I keep talking about it, but it really will go hand in hand with what I'm saying right now. Then get your positioning right with that market base, okay, with that market type, with that client base, sorry. Get your positioning right with them. Get yourself set up as the best for them, the only that serves them, et cetera. Go back and listen to the episode if you haven't already. Get that right, and then you can start building campaigns towards winning more of these clients, does this make sense? This is what you want to do. I say this, for the small business owner, you are much better off being a high-priced boutique than you are a mass offering. It's much better that you serve like a, a small portion of the market and charge good, decent prices than it is trying to be the cheapest person on the block, trying to compete with all mass production, etc. This is one of the ways you're going to do that, okay? Just to reiterate one more time, find a client or client base or client type that truly appreciates and values what it is that you do, ideally one where you are mission critical to their outcomes, and it needs to be their core outcomes, not mission critical to something on the side, mission critical to their core outcomes. And then you want to say, where are those people? How do I find them? How do I attract them? Get my positioning right, go out and campaign to get more of these clients. Okay, awesome guys, thanks for that. If you are a small business owner, you're currently doing under 100K in turnover, 20, 30, 40, maybe 50, or even 60,000, and you wanna know what's it gonna take to hit 100K or more in revenue, get yourself on my six-figure fast-track webinar. It's completely free of charge, it's waiting for you. I designed and created this specifically with the five-figure service-based business in mind. How do you take your business to 100K or more in revenue in 12 months or less? We look at mindset, we look at your model of 
of your business and we also look at your day-to-day methodology of how you're going to get your business to 100k or more in revenues in the next 12 months or less you'll find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track I will put the link in the descriptions as well go and check that out if you like the way I talk if you like what I'm saying if you're a small business owner struggling to get out of five figures then get yourself on that six figure fast track it's free of charge and it's waiting for you right now also guys don't forget to subscribe to this podcast never miss an episode I'll see you next time and until then as always be successful get the conversation at the beginning of the conversation you need to have with them in order to convert them into a client. Don't sit there and just blanket bomb the world with great marketing stuff because it's fun and it's safe or it's sexy or it entertains you or whatever it might be or it's easy. Don't just blanket bomb the world with that kind of stuff because it's meaningless. It's saying, right, what do I need? I need to get 30 conversations like I've just described. I need to then have 30 people at this point, therefore, where am I going to get those people from? Is it likely if you're a 50K business, right? Even a 100K business, if you want to go from 100 to 200K and you say, right, I need 50 new clients in the next 12 months, right? I need to add 50 new clients to my portfolio. Is it likely that you're going to find 50 new clients by going out on a new platform that you don't know, putting out Google AdWords that you don't know what you're doing to in a way that you've never done before? Is that really likely to get you the result that you want to get? Or is it more likely to look at how you got to 100K in the first place and look at how you can double down and capitalize on what you already know in order to double down, triple down, whatever it is, to get the conversations that you need into the sales process and then start to actually convert those people from those conversations that I've just said through that consultation process into becoming paying clients. Of course, it makes so much more sense. Will there come a time that you'll need to go and do Google Ads? Probably, yeah, quite possibly. Will there be a time you have to go and do Facebook ads, LinkedIn stuff? Yeah, maybe a blog, maybe some video, maybe a podcast. Yeah, there may well be a time when that is appropriate for driving marketing towards the sales that you need to have, the sales activity that you need to do. But stop thinking the other way around. Stop thinking like this is the marketing that I should be doing and start looking what's the sales target you want to set yourself so you can achieve the business growth that you want and then look at what marketing is going to support that growth. Stop buying into the gurus. Stop buying into the bullshit that you're being sold all day long out there on different ad campaigns and funnels this and whatever it might be, even if they work and even if they're a good strategy, they may well not be the right strategy for you. If you are a super small business owner right now, you know, you're you're starting out or you're under 100K, it's unlikely you're going to get the business growth you want by doing new marketing activity, right? Or going into new areas of marketing, the chances are you're going to get that growth by doubling down on the stuff that's already working. It's not sexy, okay, but it is the route to achieving that kind of growth. At some point, yes, you undoubtedly will need to broaden your marketing activity. But once again, you broaden it in alignment with the sales activity, which is in alignment with the business growth goals that you have set yourself that you want to achieve.
Okay, awesome guys. Please, as always, take from that what you need to take from that. The fundamental core message is really simple. Don't think that marketing is sales and don't hide from sales behind marketing. Get out there and do your sales and then the marketing supports that sales activity that you need in order to achieve that revenue goal. Couldn't be simpler. I know it's not that easy sometimes. Okay, awesome guys. I look forward to seeing you next time. If you are actually a business owner that has yet to achieve 100K in turnover, don't forget, I do have a webinar specifically designed with the five-figure service-based business in mind. It's called the Six Figure Fast Track, and it's been specifically designed to share with you what is it that you need to have in place, what is it you need to know about, what is it you need to stop doing in order to take your business from 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a year to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. If you are a business owner and you're not yet doing 100k go and check out the six figure fast track completely free it's waiting for you right now go to www.biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track i'll put the link in the descriptions go and check that out and take your business to the next level Until next time, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 